going? This is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with the champ again. Hey yo. Triborn back to back jacks for the boys. Manhattan, easy peasy, Chicago. Really easy final. Total yeah. cruise control. Mm-hmm. Probably the best match of the year by far, I, I think. Yes. Um, and it. joining us, we have my friend. He's your friend. He's everyone's friend. He's Kyle's friend. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I love it. Wow, nice, Travis. Thank you, sir. I've done it. We've done that a couple times on uh, when we get to commentate together. Yes. So I've got Kyle's intro dialed in. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> it's nice. It just kind of flows right off the tongue. Everyone's happy. My friend, your friend. It's just like a good feeling, you know? It is. It's nice. true. I saw your uh, license plate as you rolled up. Yeah, the K-Friendmobile, baby. People, people <laughs> know. K-Friendmobile. <laughs> the whole fam. It started with my grandfather, actually. He had a friend on his plate. Uh-huh. When he passed, my dad took that. My mom has G friend. I have K friend. My sister's got friend seven. So, kind of a family thing. Yeah, you got you got to stick with it. <laughs> yes, awesome. I got to stick with it. It's it's a good and bad because I'm driving around. People sometimes know it's me, but then the, <laughs> if it's, I do something stupid, that's bad. But the other right. day, I'm driving home from Manhattan, and Molly Turner and James Shaw are hey, they wave, and we have a full conversation <laughs> in the car as I'm driving with my folks. Yeah. <laughs> that's helpful. So there you go. So it's, sometimes it works. And you still got the Florida plates on there. <laughs> Proud of it, but not supposed to anymore. Yeah, I've been here for a minute, but the Florida plate's still there. You know, haven't had someone tell me otherwise. So you know, there. I'm, I'm a you know, I'm a student sort of, and just kind of, of course, uh, yeah. popping in for a little bit. Volleyball <laughs> yeah. intern. Oh, exactly. Uh, student of the sport. And the Florida plates. I had because uh, when I made the move from Florida. I kept the Florida tags as long as I could because California tags are pretty expensive um, until I started getting enough tickets. I was like, all right, it's, it's time. Mm-hmm. So that, but then I, when I bought the Civic, though, then it just came with it. Got it's it. Like, great. That's good. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Do they just pull you over? They just randomly pull you over? Well, mine was expired. <laughs> oh, oh, your, well, your tags that's are expired. That's not expired. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so. but you can just re-up your tags and keep your plates, right? Yeah. I'd like to have a Hawaii plate on right? my truck. That'd be dope. It'd be cool. natural. It's not worth my time. To like <laughs> fly my truck out there, somehow get Hawaii plates and then bring it back. Yeah, Slash pretty ship, pricey. Ship, not fly. <laughs> That'd be pricey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A few people, a few buddies have shipped their cars back and forth, but yeah. I just get my tags shipped to me from my folks. There you go. Oh, so it kind of works out, sort of. <laughs> we were just talking about how we're not going to do incriminating yeah. things on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> Starting off hot here <laughs> on the sandcast. Yeah, let's edit this one. Oh, I love it. Well, love you're it. now, uh, you're kind of a South Bay guy now. I'm kind of a South Bay guy yeah, now, finally. which is wild. I didn't ever think I would be a permanent South Bay resident. You know, I figured South Bay would be in my future for many years to come, whether mm-hmm. it was a couple times a week, pop yeah. in for a weekend here and there. But I've been living up here now for almost a year. And the quicksands got me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> South Bay quicksands got hold. The goo. <laughs> Ken Steffes calls the South Bay the goo. And the I was goo. Like, it's so fitting. That's it's, really It's hard to get me out of here. Get stuck. I, my commute is 10 minutes, five minutes to the beach. I leave. I go to the grocery store. It's less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't need to leave. LAX is 10 you, minutes you see from friends here. Everyone's driving around. Right around. Time. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's very convenient. I'm not yeah. having to drive into Orange County for work or anything like that. So I don't need to leave this area. Where I need to go is on the beach. And it's literally right here. So yeah. I know. it's It's been really nice. And I'm really thankful I, I have a spot up here. And it makes, you know, the dreaded South Bay Drive for the last five years a piece of cake. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's nothing. Yeah. It's not even a question anymore. Like when I was playing before, it was like twice a week coming up here. And it's like an hour up, an hour back. You know, it's just... 
Yeah, so, what's the? I've always noticed that there's like uh, the OC crew, and the, and they're always like, no, 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 I'm never going up to the South Bay. <laughs> and I've always kind of I mean, just been. I just like started here basically. Yeah. With SC and <laughs> South Bay, but I'm always like, what? what I was is that. I was the same way when I lived down oh, yeah, in you were Costa Mesa. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 no I'm not going up there. And same then, as Nick uh, Costello when he was down there with you guys. Yeah. Just Everyone just come up. It, you you come up. It's like this magnetic force. You it's can't too help easy. it. That's the problem. It's the volleyball. If you're in volleyball, it's too easy. All you all, just got to be here. You got to be here. All the teams are here. <clears throat> all the best players are here. Um, save gas money. We're save, all broke. Save gas money. <laughs> yeah, we're playing beach volleyball. We're not making a lot of money. <laughs> but yeah, Orange County was great, and we had a reasonable crew with. Ed Ralich was down there. Connor Hughes, Travis Wilson, Fr- Chase was down there. Frischman, Miles, Miles Wichita. I mean, Cody uh, Reed, Reed, and D Lee were down yeah. there. Cody Caldwell. So like, it was like super good. Like we had good practices and stuff like that. Um, slowly, guys are starting to migrate. Dave yeah. Lee's up here now. Yeah. Frischman's up here now. Oh, I didn't so. know D Lee's all the way. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. D Lee's. Wasn't living. he in San Diego? He was in San Diego. Yeah. Or just a little north. I think he was more. Yeah, he has a spot in like Dan. I Perry. talk about leaving all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm, th- I'm more of a San Clemente guy. <laughs> I'm more of a Malibu. I'm just getting closer to the beach and more, more and more I th- comfortable. I think if you're leaving, you're going to Hawaii. I'd like I, to. Yeah, <laughs> I think in California you're probably yeah, here. But I mean, I've been saying that for like 15. Realistically, years. <laughs> you and you, if you and Trev decided to move to Hawaii, you could still get the work done. Yeah, the training partners would be the problem. Yeah. But and then travel is like oof gnarly. Yeah, that's another. I forgot about that. That's a lot. It's sh- and then we have USA volleyball here. Yeah, the gym, all the trainer. resources. Yeah, we could do it, but it's this is the easy life right yeah. here. Yeah, not quite. Yeah. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. Yeah. I think uh, I think it was Casey who started the exodus from uh, Orange County because uh-huh. when Casey and Jake split and Casey moved up to Thousand Oaks. And then it was just really because it was like Jake and Casey had like that pool where they could bring in really good players. And right. Trambley was down there. Right. Right. Brad Keenan was down there. I think like Adam Cabbage and John Moran were down there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once Casey moved, then him and Jake split. And then Jake started going up to the South Bay more to be with Taylor. And then it was just one thing led to another. Trambley retired and moved up to West Hollywood. Yep. And then it just sort of disbanded. Yeah, and now is. Ed's like the longest standing pro there, and and he's starting to move out a little bit. Yeah, Ed's still down there, still playing volleyball, unreal. He's still traveling and competing and playing at a high level. Uh, but yeah, it was it was great when I was down there. Jake and Taylor, like he made Jake Taylor come down there, so we got to practice with them a bunch, yeah. which was nice. And um, yeah, they're gone. Jake, you know, they're not doing that anymore. So not a lot of people left down there. Did you ever go back to Florida after? You went to Long Beach? Uh, or did you just... Well, mm, you went overseas. I went overseas, right? So immediately after I graduated, I went to Germany. Okay. So, and then continued five years later, my time at home would be play, play indoor pro, come to Florida for like two weeks, see the family, and then live in California for the summer. Okay. Pop back to Florida for two weeks before I left to Europe, see the family, and then go to Europe. Yeah. And then that was my life for five. So I never, ever moved back to Florida. Okay. You just kind of <laughs> popped in for a little bit. Uh-huh. I would just pop in, see the folks, and then I would just couch surf, really, for the summers in yeah. between uh, international seasons. Yeah. So you were living the beach life even when oh, you were doing the indoor thing. For sure. And I, that's a thing. Like, for a while, living in Long Beach with a few friends, like Taylor and Trev, either, like, they were in school 
where we were playing beach down in Belmont Shores all the time. Yeah. And it was like nice to have those guys over summer. Like I wasn't competing and doing AVP pretty much because I was just focusing on indoor. But I was playing a lot of beach and doing a lot of fun beach activities, six man, things like that, but not really putting in focused effort into sand volleyball during yeah. that time. Yeah. I remember the first time I met you, I was me and uh, Ryan Windish. Mm hmm played it was just like a day we played against you and uh charlie condren mm-hmm. and i was like who is this guy just <laughs> bombing serves and bouncing balls i'd never seen you before i love it and ryan was like yeah he plays indoor in uh switzerland and i this was still this was like 2017 or mm-hmm. so so i like knew nothing <laughs> about the indoor scene i was like right. that sounds incredible <laughs> like i was like kyle friends one of the best indoor players in the world it's a good league. Not the best in the we'll world. We'll take it. We'll take, we'll take it. it. It was a great lifestyle. Great place to live. Live in the Alps. Wonderful. Yeah. Beautiful. You did what? So you did Germany, Switzerland? Sweden. Two Sweden. years Sweden, two years Switzerland. Okay. Switzerland, my last two years, um, which was like my favorite two years. We got to play CEV Cup. We went to Turkey. We went to Portugal. We went to the Netherlands. We played a bunch of, a bunch of matches outside of Switzerland, which was great. And good people great food lifestyle was amazing we lived in the alps i went snowboarding all the time yes it was a joke like awesome i couldn't believe my manager was like oh yeah you can snowboard i'm like what really (laughs) like all right we're gonna go out and then we'd come to practice after snowboarding he was like hey how are the slopes and i'm like oh my god yeah (laughs) it was amazing it was the best i love it now i'm gonna play volleyball that was like me in puerto rico same thing they're like surfing oh we don't have practice till 7 p.m i'm only gonna practice like twice this week it's like (laughs) Well, you put me on a beach house or like an apartment on the beach, so I'll just surf every day if that's cool with you guys. Yeah, like, yeah okay, whatever. No Show up at night. Oh, <laughs> literally, no volleyball happened like until the sun went down in Puerto Rico. So Does everyone had everyone have jobs. I literally had every day off. I mean, not some of them maybe had jobs, but it's just you played at night, right? And we that's a short season, so you had like twice as many games. You had like two or three games a week. Okay. So yeah. you're not practicing much. The day after the game, they just said, nah, you don't have to practice. Yeah. So it was literally just like <laughs> pro surfer. <laughs> pro surfer, pro snowboarder. Pro yeah. snowboarder. We, we were in the right leagues. <laughs> yeah, Me and Kyle, we've had it dialed the we, whole time. We picked it, we picked it correctly. Well. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like, comparing to like Emily Stockman's stories from, I think, Finland, Oof. where they just didn't have light ever oh, yeah. during the day and she said that we would practice in the morning and then we would lift and then we'd practice at night and you wouldn't really see the sun for most of the day <laughs> i would have died <laughs> yeah. i almost died in turkey because <laughs> it was snowing and i didn't have a car and it was just like i didn't i couldn't go anywhere on my own it was just like the gym and then my apartment and i'm not used to cold at all so i almost died i'm interested to see how mike Off, out of boredom out there. <laughs> is he in turkey yeah Turkey was great. I loved the people and the food and the playing and all that. But, yeah, my situation was a little – he's yeah. going to be in a better situation. Well, he did two years in Poland, too, I think. So he's I, in a higher going from echelon Poland than to where Turkey. I was at, for okay. sure. Yeah, I was in the second league. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he had a nice little warm-up in uh, Poland yeah. to get used to Turkey. and That'll prep you. That'll prep you, for <laughs> sure. But you played Dark. you played beach growing up, right? Your, I did. Deerfield is your home beach? Deerfield home beach. Just went there, had some breakfast right by the pier. Oh, nice. Jumped in the water. What were you... What was We were staying on? at Larry's. We were staying at Larry's. After Florida. After Lauderdale. Yeah. yeah. So we went down for the day. Oh, good. Yeah. So yeah, I thought of you. I was like... That's the spot. This is where Kyle Friend grew up. <laughs> Which is like Kelly Slater's 
beach that he grew up surfing oh, at. Really? Which many people I don't think know that. Is yeah. there a good surf there? I, not really. That's why it's like <laughs> well, so strange. Is that Cocoa Beach or whatever? Where's that? Cocoa Beach is like two hours north. Okay. Yeah. Um, they say they say they say that's his. That's spot, like his right? spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he also th- grew up down there. Yeah, I guess mm. it's from what I was told growing up is like that was one of his main main areas of field, and that was just the beach. A it was like the beach that was closest to me. Like we were just 15 minutes west of that beach, which was great, and there was always some sort of volleyball going on over there. Right. And yeah, as a kid, dude, I played the Florida beach tour, like dig the beach and uh, Florida beach, whatever it was called before, um, like playing against Piotr and a couple of those guys when I was younger and doing those events and um, folks driving me around and playing, you know, I was in the, in the middle of, you know, high school and stuff like that. And just trying to do those in summertime and just having fun. Cause I, I loved it. You know, yeah. I just, I knew it was really fun and my folks kind of did, six on six beach when we were younger and so for like wednesday nights that was like their fun league was beach sixes and so me and my sister used to have to go to that as kids because we couldn't stay at home and so we kind of grew up going to the park and watching them play six on six beach and that for sure kind of sparked both of us into because she's two years older than me my sister heather and she started playing volleyball she played indoor and in college and so that's what definitely kind of get me got me going into volleyball but my folks kind of like started out um playing a little sand volleyball sixes which is wild i don't even I haven't seen sixes much besides the six man. <laughs> right? I, I feel like here it's like the fun is fours. You know, people yeah, are doing sure. fours. Um, but when you get to the older, uh, they just don't want to do as much. No, you got to space it out. Space, yeah. space it out. And then like, they, give me my little square and I'll just worry about that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Deerfield Beach growing up, you know, many times spent at Fort Lauderdale Beach where most of the tournaments would happen in that area. Like right. Deerfield would maybe host a few small events, but most of the time it was held at the Yankee Clipper, which used to be there, which is now Hotel. Whatever. Oh, B Ocean or whatever? Yeah, B Ocean yeah, right yeah. there. Like, right off there was, like, where always the tournaments yeah. were in Fort Lauderdale. I remember so, the Cuervo back in the day. Yeah. That was my first pro beach event. Oh, really? Yeah. In Fort Lauderdale? Cuervo in Fort Lauderdale. How'd you guys do? Uh, just lost. Just we, lost. First one in the quality. Who were you, who were you playing with? Riley. Riley? I was just going to say. Flew out from SC and just lost the first one in party. <laughs> Great experience. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots, lots of beach when I was a kid, just trying to play as much as I could and, you know, playing club ball and then beach, um, it just wasn't anything organized. I wasn't yeah, getting yeah, lessons. Yeah. There wasn't coaching for boys beach volleyball back then. You know, it was, it was hard enough to find indoor volleyball for club. Like I was either driving 45 minutes or two hours to Orlando. Jeez. Um, and I was, my first year playing club was, I was 15 playing 16s because there wasn't 14s, there wasn't 15s, <laughs> there wasn't any teams. Right. Which is crazy. And now you can have kids like Tim who just grew up playing beach. Like, yeah. didn't even do any indoor. Just getting trained by Jose for just, like five years Since now. he was like 12, I oh, think. longer. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, a long time. <laughs> a long time. And I, thank you, Jose. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that guy's fundamentally sound. Like, in practices and stuff, he just... Yep. Jose's like, watch, Tim. Well, look what I have Tim doing. See, he'll do it. <laughs> like he's, that's pretty much the best you can do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I every feel like drill. Tim is like uh, sort of that proverbial bamboo tree. Mm. You know, bamboo trees everyone talks about. It takes like 20 years, and they're just in the ground, and then they grow mm. like 15 feet in six months or something. Oh, really? That, Didn't know that. That's Thank you. Tim. I uh, you can fact check the exact numbers, but it's something along those lines, and that's Tim Brewster this year, I feel like. That's Tim Where Brewster. everyone knew, it was like, the bamboo tree is going to sprout yeah. at some point. It's just uh-huh. a matter of time. Uh-huh. And then, boom, picks up Kyle Friend, and off he goes. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> Let's just say that because <laughs> I've known Tim for years now and I've been playing against him and he's always been a good volleyball player. And this past year, you know, you could just tell 
you're starting to get stronger. You're starting to hit the ball harder, better touch, yeah. just getting higher level reps. Um, and yeah, it's a really good way to bamboo tree is like, it's been there growing in the ground yeah. Yeah. and you haven't seen it, the potential, the potential. And now it's starting to poof. It's, it's going. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thankful to be a part of it and hold on as long as I can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he needed to like be around the pros and get to know the pros and get comfortable in the, whatever, the tent and just accepting himself like as someone who can compete at that level to like really just like allow his game to, cause we've been watching her practice for years with, cause he's been before or after us with Jose. Right. And but it hasn't really broken through. We're not seeing the, the results in the events. So now it seems like, and then we saw you guys playing, obviously you've had a, a lot of good events, but playing the Taylors was like, this is like high pressure right here. When you guys were going back back and forth, was it in the third, right? Wasn't it uh -huh. Deuce in the third? Yeah. And I'm like, Tim, what's he gonna do? And he's like, he's doing it. Like he's yeah. coming yeah. through, hitting good shots at right times and going for it, staying aggressive. It's like, there we go. There's the transformation. Yeah. yeah, that no, was a fun one to watch, by the way. In Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was very fun. I still have some nightmares about that match. But <laughs> yeah, I remember one play. Uh, it's fine. fine. We don't have to talk about. <laughs> oh. Wasn't there like a overpass oh, with no yeah. one? Out? <laughs> yeah, overpass. That was a little off the net, and I'm like, I see Krabby like running. First, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna chop this back to that angle. I see yeah. Krabby running that way. I'm like, Ooh, okay, I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna put it the other way, and then I. It kind of dropped, made and I made second guess weird. Yeah. I second guess because I saw Krabby running. I'm like, oh no! And then I just right into the net, and I'm like, Whew, that was bad. <laughs> Goldfish memory. Goldfish memory. Goldfish quickly. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, I like the fun no jump, and I feel confident if the ball's coming over on one, then I can Goldfish. hit it with one hand. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's also really nice to just pass, set. <laughs> I think I did get a good play. I think I did the same thing at some point in the event. I'm picturing it now. Now that you said it, maybe I got dug, but like totally. Should have put it away. Hitting overpasses is terrifying sometimes. Because if it's Cause going too far, but you already jumped and committed, <laughs> you can either do like the pull down and hope your teammates ready, which they're never ready for it, or you just have to like do something stupid. Some light well, I had off one speed. That, it was coming over my head. I like went to hit it, and it was coming over, and I like poked it backwards. <laughs> JM I mean, had to go run and get it. Hey, put some height on it. I'm sorry, some... I freaked out. Yeah. I spazzed out. Just accept it. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. you guys have uh, you've had a heck of a run, man. It's been an unbelievably fun two and a half months here with yeah. Tim. Um, I think we've done oh, nine, nine events. Started in Denver? Yeah, we started. Our first tournament was in Denver. Mm. Um, before that, I was playing with Joiner for three events. And then, you know, we just weren't having the success. And I was like, you know, I was looking for another blocker. And I just couldn't. There wasn't anyone... That either wanted me or I could find or grab that was, you know, around my point range and, and quality of play. And I was just like, you know, let me just get a really good volleyball player. Mm, let me yeah. just see what would happen. I'll block. I don't care. You know, let's just have a good volleyball player. And, and then Tim and I have been chatting for a while. And he had asked me to do some international events last year to block. And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I want to block, dude. Like, I'm playing defense now. Like, I don't think so. And then, you know, kind of just worked out right time. He texts me. He's like, hey, like you have a guy and I'm like, you know, I was like looking to text you and like, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's give it a run. Let's do two events. Um, see how we do. And said so in Denver, we took seventh, which was a, it was a stacked tour event and we qualified, which yeah. was great. That was the goal of going to that event. Um, and it was just really, really fun. And it was like, wow, like we both can set the ball really well. Like for me, I love to, 
as an indoor guy running shoots and, yeah. and quicks and moving the ball around. And not all my partners as blockers, not all blockers can set with pace in and move it around. And yeah, so have to that feel for you and let you kind of be creative with your movements. Definitely. Right? I'm just a little guy. I don't jump that high. So I need to move those blockers around. Yeah. I need to find some other way to be effective and score points at this level. And movement is what we do really well. And it's so nice, Tim, just every touch is clean and pure. And so, yeah, after Denver, I was like, Oh, this is, this is good. Like this, this might work. Like yeah. I've got a couple blocks. I'm like, okay, I'm not getting everything. And whatever <laughs> I don't get, like Tim will just clean it up. <laughs> yeah, right. Tim, you got that? Yeah, go, go, you got that. Okay, that. get that high line. He's scrappy you know? back there. He's so scrappy, and it surprised me. I'm just like, oh shit, that ball's going. Down. Oh, you're there. Okay, here you go. Yeah. Let me get you set. Yeah. Okay, you're there again. It's okay, the best like, feeling when you're blocking, like, damn it. And he's like, I'm here or whatever. You're like, oh damn. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's it's been um, yeah, it's been really nice, and you know, I think. We just kind of um, kind of had no expectations to start because it was like, all right, let's just see how this works. And that was kind of like our mindset coming in, kind of a like underdog mindset, like kind of some of these big guys, like For we sure. played at Taylor's in Atlanta, which is like, hey, we have nothing to lose. Pressure's on them. Let's just go out there, have fun. Let's compete hard and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of just been our mindset uh, in some of these bigger matches is like, hey, we're underdogs. Let's just go out there right. and, and ball and, and have a blast and um, <laughs> support each other and... Uh, it's been working out so far. <laughs> yeah. What's your been your, like your personal confidence with beach volleyball in general? Because I feel like with me, Taylor, Trevor, all these guys who are having success, you you know that you've played on the same level as us. We all kind of came up through the same system, which most people don't know. Me and Kyle, we met. Was it the the Colorado Springs? Colorado event? Springs. We were like sixteen or I something. Think we were fifteen. Fifteen. Jeez, yeah. You guys go there way back. A, there was a winter uh -huh. indoor national team, youth national team, like training yep. session, and then the next year we both made the youth Norseka team mm -hmm. or world worlds team, and then junior Norseka, and then junior worlds. So we went through like four summers together mm -hmm. of like training down Man. in Chula Vista, and we were the Similar roles on the team, like for sure, we can both block, pass, hit a good percentage. If someone else jumped really high and hit really hard, the coach was going to start them, <laughs> and we and we just sit on the bench, being like, "Let's wait till they shank a few passes." <laughs> and then me and Kyle are like, "Me, him? Who do you want? <laughs> like, who's going to get the call?" Uh huh. But uh -huh. you've been like playing at this high level, same in college. Right. Me and you were probably similar roles for what I did for SC and what you did sure. at Long Beach. Yep. And then we both played in smaller leagues. And then we came out to the beach, and you had, like, a different trajectory at that point. But, I mean, the confidence in your head, I know how it is. I know why Trevor's confident when I started winning, why Taylor's like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Sure. Was sure. there some of that involved uh, just in your beach career as a whole? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, definitely, like I said, it's, it's been cool knowing you for so long and starting in the indoor and, like, hey, having that confidence indoor that I was representing USA at, yeah. at 15, 16. That was, was a crazy feeling. It was right? a crazy yeah. feeling. I, I remember, I'll never forget opening the email on my computer waiting to see the hidden keyword of my birthday to see if I made the youth team or not. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm <laughs> on the national I'm team. I'm on the national team. <laughs> yeah, like the biggest, it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, and obviously... You know, my indoor career, I had, I had a blast. I wasn't a stud, super playing at the highest league, but I, I got to do it. I got to experience it, and I enjoyed it. Um, and then with beach, you know, I've always wanted to do it, and it's just been a grind since I first started. Like, 
when I first came out with Miles, I was blocking, and we qualified for three events the first year. We qualified for three events the, ne the next year. We took a couple ninths. You know, we got a, a win or two here in a main draw, and so it was like that was fun. Um, honestly, for me, the confidence it's it's been slowly increasing. I think a big part of it was a two year stretch where I was helping out with USA. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I volunteered to kind of just be oh, that's right. yeah. uh, a ball, a practice guy slash shag balls, help coach hand stuff. And I got to practice every once in a while when people got hurt. Yeah. I thought that uh, was the smartest thing ever for you to, <clears throat> to be there. I, I just wanted to, I knew a lot of you guys, but like Jake and Casey and some of the bigger guys, I, I wasn't, you know, in that dynamic relationship wise with those people. And I knew I just wanted to be around the best. And, mm -hmm. and Hildebrand was like, Hey, if you want to come help at practice, you're more than welcome to. So I did the girls and guys for like two years and I got to play a lot, a with the girls, I got to play a lot with the guys. Casey would be sick or in right. Delta Oaks and I'd, I'd play with Chase or whoever that was. And like just being around it, hearing the dialogue, creating relationships, gaining, I gained respect in my mind I, mm. from those players, from these older players. And for me, that gave me a ton of confidence. And then when we were doing these drills and I was like winning everyone. So I'm like, okay, like I knew that was solid, but like I can compete yeah. with these players. Right. Um, and I think that was really big for me, for my growth, for my relationshiping amongst teams and players, getting more invites to certain practices. You mm -hmm. know, it's tough, you know, sometimes you got to break through into training groups. You guys know, you know, you've been in it for a while. Yeah. So, um, but that was really huge for my confidence. And then just this last couple of years, like playing defense and just like kind of trying to figure it out. And I knew blocking, I had hit a ceiling. I thought in my mind when mm. I was playing with miles, I'm like, okay, Theo's this big, this guy's this <laughs> big hitting right over me. I'm like, right. <laughs> okay, we're kind of in a, a ceiling here. Let's maybe switch to defense and I can, I'm a bigger defender. And so we'll see how that goes. And uh, you know, I had some success, a couple of nines again with Duncan and, and Lotman, uh, nothing crazy. Um, and that's why it's like, okay, well, let's just see what happens if I get a really good volleyball player. And, you know, with Tim, it's just been really fun and just ball control and consistency. And that's been uh, just a blast. But, yeah, the confidence, it's like there's been doubt. Like the last two years I was like, man, like am I a good defender? Like mm -hmm. can I really do this at the high level? And now it's a totally different feeling stepping out of the court. Like stepping out of the court to play the Taylors in Chicago or even came with Theo – I felt confident that we could win that match. Right. Um, and that is not a feeling I've had before uh, with any partner necessarily at this, this extent right. to know that. And so it's been really crazy. It's kind of surreal. Um, and yeah, the, the confidence is, is huge. It's huge. And, and Tim, yep. I love Tim's getting it every match, every tournament, a little bit better, a little bit better. Totally. So for us as a team, it's, you know, losses are great. Wins are great. Just reps and tournament reps at high levels are great. That's a super good, just like for <clears> anyone <throat> listening, especially younger players, like put your time and just try to get that one opportunity to measure yourself against these higher level players. Cause no matter how confident you are in your head, you don't really know unless you step on the court and like, you know, it's going to be someone just one level ahead of you maybe, but find a way, make the calls, try to get in on practices. People need practice. That's how I got John Hyden. <laughs> I hit up Sean Scott and said, hey, do you need someone to do it and help with practice, whatever? And he gave me Hayden's number, and I went to go get reps with Hayden, and he's like, let's do this. Like, after seeing me, like, try really hard at practice. So, yeah, I mean, that's just how it works. It's like you put yourself in the right position. And it's the same thing. You saw, your, like, we're doing drills where we're scoring it, and we're all the national team, but Kyle's at the top of the board. It's like, well, this has got to give him confidence if <laughs> nothing else did. And there's been a few players who have actually come through and done that. Sean Cook actually did it uh, once or twice. 
um, someone else to just sub in and ball out. And I'm like, well, now you know you can play with us. Damn it. (laughs) That's not good. We just gave this person a lot of confidence. (laughs) Now we got another problem on tour. (laughs) Unless it's Kyle, because we want Kyle around. (laughs) We're going to pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. And Try and I are so stoked to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball, and Tri put us well over the 100,000-mile mark for the whole Sandcast family, and neither of us got sick a single time. All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November, and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious, and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that. And my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, we cannot recommend it enough. It, it's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day, which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're gonna be paying more than three bucks a day anyway, so you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over a 100 bucks a day in vitamin supplements and he decided to just found his own. And now we're on the the 51st or 52nd iteration of Athletic Greens and it is so good and it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere. I I actually was uh, led to Athletic Greens by the Tim Ferriss podcast and then Joe Rogan also has it on his podcast and between those two you have 90% of the high performers in the world And now they're here on Sandcast, keeping the boys healthy. Uh, So right now, for you, it's it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people, okay? And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, and I'm going to say that again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love, and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe. We got 16 AVPs. 16. 
And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next and AVP America is just full and we are just gonna be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson Volleyballs as you can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com, and on the sidebar, there's an easy sign-up form. We would love to have you join the newsletter. It's not just Sandcast news. It is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today. Uh, yeah, that was that was huge for me. And like, I was just willing, just wanted to be around the best. And yeah. I was willing to shag. I didn't really care. Yeah. I just wanted to listen. I knew I had so much to learn. Even though I've been around the sport forever, and not really had the coaching or the yeah. uh, the beach volleyball IQ given to me or... or the opportunity to learn a ton, you know, from someone else. Or, yeah. So I was like, hey, boom, let's get in here and let's just do it. Yeah, I feel like that's been the, the biggest. Is like from day one, I went, I did World University games with coaches. I had John Hyden coaching me basically for years. And then that got me into the pipeline where I'm playing against the best guys every day mm -hmm. and hearing all this stuff. So I like had the expedited path in, in that sure. sense. Sure. But it's just funny because I feel like we've been on. We started off on the same path, and now it's all kind of coming uh -huh. around a little now bit. it's all full circle. <laughs> I don't know why my thing is beeping. <laughs> you alive? Getting the shark's blood? I think I'm good. I'm getting an IV right now, people. It's all legal. I have a therapeutic use exemption. <laughs> don't, don't try to go call water. <laughs> no, incrim no incriminating on this podcast. Yeah, Nothing not like that. incriminating podcast. Not incriminating podcast. Yeah. It's a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned, though, that you were sort of, you felt like you're nudging up against your ceiling. And that's kind of a scary thing in a sport like beach volleyball, where like once you hit your ceiling, you're like, well, this isn't exactly a profitable hobby. Right. Like, did you ever consider just like, well, maybe I should start focusing more on that full-time work? Because that's, I feel like it's around that 32 to 35 age range when people start to hit that ceiling and they're like, ah, I'll probably just play like the Manhattan Open every year right. or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, that's a really good question. And I'm 33, so you're spot on. <laughs> and uh, it's funny, like the beginning of this year, you know, I was in the qualifiers with Joyner and we, we hadn't qualified <laughs> for any pro events. And um, I was like, man, like, okay, am I going to, you know, still push this and grind this? I knew I loved beach. I, I know I didn't want to stop, but there wasn't a lot of income coming in, income going out, you know, a lot of red. I mean, pretty much for most of my career, the years have been 
uh, mostly just in the reds. <laughs> <laughs> These last two months, that is not the case. And that is a huge difference in feeling. And, you know, honestly, ever before I got Tim, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I knew I still wanted to play, but, you know, do I need to really get something more full time and find a job that, you know, really can support me? Um, but then Tim and I started having success, and now the mindset is completely 180. <laughs> it's amazing how fast things it's change. It's completely 180, which is wild, which is just so ridiculous to me. And now my focus is I need to squeeze all the juice I can out of this moment right now, out of this time that I'm playing good volleyball, that I have this partner who's on the rise playing amazing volleyball, and whatever we have together is really good. And on the court, it's working. And so... I want to play all the events. That's why Tim and I have been hitting it hard. We're going to do a couple international events and just see what's possible because I'm only getting older. (laughs) Tim is probably just getting younger um, still. Unless it's (laughs) his back. His back's already 72. Unless it's his back. Not too many scares with his back just once in Atlantic City, but otherwise it's been been pretty good. Um, But, yeah, the mindset right now, I'm all in on beach volleyball. Um, It's been fun. It's it's kind of been a relief Mm. to not – and, you know, I was in limbo trying to figure out partners before this season. And that's like, I hate, I hate that place. Yeah. With Duncan, I did a full year together. With Miles, I had done two full years. And it's just like, I loved, last year I did three events with three different players. D. Lee, Lotman, and then Brian Miller. So I was like, I hated, I hated this flip-floppy, yeah. being in limbo, not knowing a guy. And it's just like very unsettling. It's just not a fun place to be. Um, and then, you know, getting with Tim and having one or two events, we're like, all right, let's do the whole year. Yeah, let's do it here. What a relief. And then you can just, right. you're not like 99% this or that. You're, you're 100%. There's no questions, and I'm just 100% in. And that's yeah. just so much easier, an easier way to live. Yeah. Uh, that's the way it's been feeling right now. For sure. And you've had, you've had a career year. I was looking at your prize money. You've more than doubled your career prize money <laughs> this year alone. So great series. job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Gold Series. Thank you, AP, for having more events. Yeah, uh, really. We have more opportunities to make money on, like the tour events. Yeah. It's very tasty little checks. Yeah. Um, I actually, I want to go through and see how many players had a career high in prize money this season on the AVP. Right. I think it's probably pretty significant. I think I did. did yeah. You? For AVP, yeah. Wow. I already have. That's great. Well, yeah. A I mean, wins. I averaged like three, four events a year for my whole career. <laughs> so now we've played like six or seven. Yeah. Oh, that's and you've good. done great. And three wins. So I've never, I've, mm, me and Heiden win three in one year. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, whatever. But yeah, no, I already looked at the BBB. It's my max year. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. Cheers the problem is uh, in any other sport, if you're uh, leading the tour, uh, your max would not be the number that I'm <laughs> thinking of. There's a little different max, a little different max <laughs> yeah. than your baseball players or your yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little bit different. A little different. But it's on the up for at every level because I think the vast majority of sort of the, the tour series level players have probably also hit career highs this season. But for you, I don't think it's anything physical that's different with your game. And I've this I have this theory that I have that it's like once you get to the top level, like the physical stuff, the difference between like a you and Try or you and Trevor is pretty minuscule. Obviously, there are differences, but yep. I think like what separates the gold medalist Olympians from say getting a fifth in Chicago or whatever is just mental and emotional. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you do? You, think that there's something there no i i think it's like 99 percent that at, at this point because yeah. over the last three years has my body really changed not really i'm lifting just as much as i was before i'm training just as much as i was um 
now the difference, what I feel is when I go into matches, the mind is more calm. Um, I feel way more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Of course, I have these these jitters and these butterflies. So I'm excited to play, uh, but it's different. Yeah, it's it's a different uh, it's a different confidence. It's a different calmness on the court. And I think, in my mind, I always looked at beach as I will I will get better as I can as I play longer and more. And the older I get, I will get more. I'll get wiser. My touch will become cleaner, and I'll be able to outsmart. Those guys over there, maybe I will jump an inch or two less in five years, um, or you know, I won't be able to run quite as fast over time. But if we can play volleyball at a high level um, and beat you, then that's that's different than jumping up, hitting the crap out of the ball yeah, exactly. and smashing volleyballs over your face. So I, I think you're spot on, yeah. you know, 100%. Where do you think the <clears throat> that calmness came from? Um, losing. I think it's come from over and winning, right? And winning, of right. course, but just reps of tournament play, mm -hmm. reps of tournament play, playing against really top level guys, getting our butt kicked in Manhattan Beach this year in a nice smack in the face and a nice little realization. Um, and, you know, I, I think as I'm getting older, I realize how much I love the sport, but also I realize I'm, I'm blessed to be able to go and play. And so I have mm -hmm. this different, like, gratitude relaxation about it all and just like i'm just excited to go out there and play yeah and i don't feel that stress that oh my god i have to side out every single point and then the tighter you get the the worse you the worse you play yeah um and yeah i think some confidence over the last couple of years just playing a little bit of volleyball getting that feeling and then honestly playing with tim i i feel as if I want to be that person that's a bit more steady in my confidence, in my focus mentality, because he's the youngster. Right. And now I'm the old guy. Not that it's expected of me. I mean, he's, he's super solid as well, but it's like a different role. And it, and I think that, um, it's just kind of helped me smooth out my game. Yeah. You know, at the same time, which has been great. Yeah. Which has been awesome. Cause yeah. it's, it's kind of like that, uh, that rule that like you learn best by teaching sure and sort of you learn how yeah. to control your mind and emotions best when you're trying to set that example for tim of how to be really calm mm -hmm. on the court because i think that's the biggest difference that i've seen from tim just when we first started practicing in january to where you guys are now is his overall body language and mentality after like a block or a mistake because i remember at first he would he'd be so sad yeah he'd be so sad he's like totally. shoot like let i let me down, I let you down, like my parents are watching, I let them down, Jose is going to be sad because I just got blocked, and it manifests itself, right. and now Tim, like I watch, I've been so impressed with his ability to get out of trouble so much fat, like, and he's just like so calm, and he has like this swagger now, Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like this sassy swagger from Timmy B, mm -hmm. totally, <laughs> I love mm -hmm. it. you know it's funny when you say that, I remember when I first played with Hayden, he would get annoyed at me because I said sorry. Because I'd be like, oh, sorry, I messed up, Hyden, Mr. Hyden, basically. <laughs> I was just like messing up Pepper, like, oh, my God, idiot, sorry. He'd be like, Ed, you're not allowed to say sorry anymore, okay? There's none of that. And when he said that, I was just like, all right, well, I'm not sorry. Then. And, you know, it was just freeing is my point. Yeah. And, like, same thing you're saying right now where Tim, I mean, maybe over the top, let's be honest, where he would be so down about an error here or an error there. Uh because, I mean, we saw it with Jose. It was all over him with all that stuff, just all yelling him. at him all day. But you could see it for sure, like what you guys are talking about. When he's playing with you now, he trusts what you're saying. 
And these situations that you guys are in aren't the biggest, highest pressured volleyball situations that you've ever experienced. Right. So you can literally be like, Tim, been here. We're good. Yeah. You made an error. We're supposed to make an error. Like that's what happens. Uh-huh. And he believes you and it's just, you just move on. And that's like where you get the extra one or two points. <laughs> Just beeping away. Don't go dying on this try. <laughs> yeah. All right. We need you. We need you. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's that spot on try. And it's it's uh you know, I've always played in my mind like super light and super happy and like I'm smiling even if I make an error because I don't want to dwell. I know yeah. the next serve is coming. And some of my partners like that, some of my partners didn't like that about me. Um, right. <laughs> and, that's okay, and that's okay. You know, right. Travis knows we played a bunch of events together. Like, yeah. it, was, it was fun. You know, we're going to support each other. We're having a good time. Um, and I feel like that's when I play my best volleyball is like that. And I hope that, you know, that has kind of helped Tim or at least made him feel comfortable that, hey, it's okay. We can make an error. Mm. Like, it's okay. I, I'm going to set this ball a little better for you this next point, yeah. you know, or whatever it is. And, you know, I think they're the way we communicate in the dialogue uh, after mistakes is has gotten better since we started. And I think, um, I think that's helped both of us a, a lot. And I, um, because Tim, yeah, there's, there's moments we've seen it where, you know, one point feels like two or three. Yeah. Right. And it's funny when we've been playing, I noticed every once in a while he gets a little upset and in Manhattan beach, we had April uh, sit in our box, which was awesome. We were yeah. stoked to have her. And one of her, feedback uh, after that tournament was like hey like sometimes you guys lose points and it looks like it's it, it dwells on you like it carries on and I'm like oh man like we got to clean it up and uh. for the first two months me and Tim were trying to figure out we're looking at everything we can but we don't always see that outside perspective of how mm-hmm. our body language is together oh, 100% and when April said I'm like man okay and so that was that was like a focus of ours for these last couple events um, to be better in that area and I think we did a great job in Virginia Beach I think we did a good job in Chicago of of managing those little body language plays which might just be one or two points and that might might be it and that just might help Tim's confidence for that next swing or my next hit mm-hmm. or whatever that is you know it's been one of uh Trev and I's like bullet points we've been going over is body language. Yeah. Like we can, we can't control the runs, the this or that, all this happens, but we can control our body language and our energy. And we know that people don't like us having good energy for sure. Like <laughs> energy that's good for us. We just see other teams dwindle uh-huh. under it. Yeah. But when we get quiet and like we can see them kind of rising up. So it's like, it doesn't even matter how the volleyball is going. We can control our energy and how we're coming mm-hmm. across to each other, whether if I get blocked and I turn away from you or I go towards you, high five, boom, we moved on. Make eye contact, like the small stuff. And and we're talking about this with sports psychs. Every Mm -hmm. week we have meetings. So this is like the stuff that we've come up with. But it's it's the exact same thing that's been helping you guys. Yeah, no, 100%. And looking back on Tim's first, our first main draw this year, which was Fort Lauderdale. And Tim was, didn't play his best volleyball in that first match. We played Lotman and Partain and they beat us in two. But... I remember Tim being quiet and a little, you know, um, a little hesitant yeah. in certain things. And it was, you know, he felt the nerves. And it was like from that Tim to Stadium Court Chicago, Tim is like light year difference. Yeah. Light year. And it, all it took was a couple main draw matches to get that feeling, to get that confidence. Whether we were winning or not this season, um, I think just playing in those bigger feeling, those bigger <clears throat> events uh, has done wonders for him and our and my, you know, for our team, for our team totally. confidence. Yeah. John Mayer described it really well when LMU made the NCAA championships for the first time. He was talking to the girls, and he was like, all right, 
who here is nervous? And they were like, oh, we're not nervous. Like, he's like, you should be nervous. He said, this is, you've never been here before. <laughs> right. He said, you know, because uh, he compared it to mountain climbing where he's like, you're breathing in air you've never been in before and you need to acclimate. He says, it's okay to be nervous. Like, uh, accept it. Just have mm-hmm, a good relationship exactly. with this moment and just embrace it for what it is. It's the first time. Yeah. And I think just the more you play on that stage, the more you're used to it. And now, like you said, you were in the USA, like shagging balls for guys, subbing into practice. That gives you confidence. Now you play the Taylors on center court in Chicago, and it's no different than playing them in practice in Hermosa. The more you get experience with those moments, the easier it is to perform well in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just an experience thing. Just an experience thing, for sure. And that's what's so exciting, I think, uh, my perspective of Tim and Tim and I is that we've only been doing this for like two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't really had a coach. Yeah, we had April for a tournament in a couple of days. Um, and he's still beginning to beginning to rise, you know, yeah. beginning to peak in terms of Just confidence. The <laughs> yeah, the bamboo <laughs> has been maturing, growing for the last, you know, 10 years and, and now it's sprouting. Um, so that's what's like really fun and exciting for me is that I feel like we've been playing really good volleyball, but we can be even more efficient and just a bit more focused in certain areas and clean up some things that would just make us even better, Yeah, you know, which is cool. Well, I think, for sure. I think one of your superpowers as a beach volleyball player is that you're such a good partner. Um, I talk to Delaney about it all the time that I think you are the perfect person to play with pretty much anybody, but especially Tim, because you are so positive, but it's not this like fake, positivity like it's a constructive sure. like you're talking about gratitude but it's a constructive gratitude it's not like you go out there and you're like well it doesn't matter if we lose right. i'm just grateful to be alive you yeah know? yeah it's a good like it's a sort of freeing gratitude because i remember we played in la paz mm-hmm. and i gave up like three or four in a row and i called time out and didn't tell you and i just started walking away and you like came over put your arm around me he was like you can tell me next time you want to call time out man <laughs> 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 you're like i got you i got you <laughs> Then we won the match. Then we won the match. It was awesome. <laughs> so I think so much of um, just – I think you make everyone around you better when you're on the court. And I think that Tim's growth is a huge credit, obviously, to all the work that Tim has put in. And, and it was going to happen eventually. But I Definitely. think that your energy on the court has probably expedited that. So I think sure. that Brandon Joyner plays best volleyball with you as well. Yeah. I think you get that out of pretty much anyone you play with. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think, uh, you know, I, I want to be – the best partner because it's just me and you out there. And so however I can make you play the best volleyball and whatever that looks like, then we have the most success. Um, and I think, you know, just the dynamic that Tim and I have, it's just, has, it's just worked well. You know, like you said, I, I'm going to be that good guy or that good partner to to everyone. Um, but I think it just might've been that little extra juice that, that Timbo needed, um, (laughs) to just get the fire blazing. Yeah. Sometimes the personalities just have to mesh. Yeah. But there's definitely a handful of guys I can name right now that are not having the success they should be having yep. purely because of the kind of teammate they are. Sure. Or they're just not um, meshing right with, with that particular yeah. partner. But in this sport, like, what are the chances you get that perfect guy? Yeah. Like, you have to be able to adapt. I, I honestly think that's probably the mo- least talked about and most valuable skill, like, if there was like a you know video game meter, it should have that in there, like teammate ability, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like, do you make your teammates better? And some people are like a two on that, but eight eight out of ten on every other category and not getting the results. Yep, it's 
unbelievably valuable. Back when I was at Long Beach, we had Karch come in um, to talk to us one day, and he Who? talked about Karch. You're <laughs> 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 familiar with him? <laughs> um, he came in to talk to our team, Niper, brought him in to just chat, and uh, one thing I remember him saying is that when he was on the court, he wanted to make volleyball easier for his teammates, mm. easier for his teammates. And I think subconsciously, I, I was an O2 when I played at Long Beach, which meant I was there to pass the ball, dig balls, and not make mistakes hitting the ball. Mm. And that was it. I had Lotman on my team my first year. It was like, set Lotman every ball. <laughs> He'll crush everything. Kyle, we're going to get you like five or seven sets. Don't make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Just put the ball in play. You don't, don't have to get a kill for all of them. Kill. Put three away yeah. and make the other two in play. And just you know, pass we get the ball well. Um, and then fast forward to... Freaking nine years later, my last season of Switzerland, my head coach was this Czech guy who played the national team forever. I had him for two years. He was amazing. And the nice compliment he gave me was that he's like, we play better when you're on the court because you make volleyball easier for the guys around you. Mm. And I'm like, dude, that is really nice to hear. That's yeah, awesome. I for love sure. that. Yeah. And so I think... You know, I think in the same way when it comes to beach, like you have to touch the ball so well and so clean and, and there's so many ways to do it. Yeah. And if it can be easier for my guy to be the best player, then perfect. That's what I right. want to do. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's yeah, I'm just thrilled. I'm just thrilled. to have. Yeah, it's like at the end of the day, the, the goal of the game kind of gets lost with people. It's just about getting points, whether you make them or your partner makes them. Right. Doesn't matter. But if you can make your partner make more points, like that's an unbelievable skill, that's right? Skill. Then you can just, you can do actually have to do less, take pressure off yourself. And, but I think people don't think about it quite as much. It's kind of like what April was saying a little bit, right? She's like, just, you guys gave it one point, but made it look like three. Correct. It's like, she kind of sees it differently. The value of one point. Mm -hmm. She's like, doesn't matter how I lost it. I lost one point whatever and she's able to just move on right away yeah. no matter wh what happened yeah. i think that perspective changes as you become a veteran and get older you're like it's literally just how can i get more points and where can i get it and getting it from these small places is like where you start to learn like i'm starting to finally kind of implement like keep knowing when to keep the ball in play right oh just make them dig something hard and then set up my defense really well they're kind of transitioning. Like, the odds are still in my favor, whereas before it's like, Acer, or not Acer, but like, swing, hopefully they ball. get a, yeah, got to get a kill. And right. it's like, no. It's, and then you do that throughout a whole match, and that's like, the odds swing in your favor mm -hmm. a lot, and you're tiring them out. You're making, mm -hmm. there's so many different things. Yeah, and yeah. you're also, Reed Pretty described it this way, that every single point is a data point, and Reed's just collecting data. And I think that's one thing that you and Trevor especially do really well is that Trevor, his ability to read the game and pick up on tendencies as the game goes on, yeah. I think is one of his sort of intangible superpowers. And totally. so every time you make them play the ball, you're like, all right, well, this guy, when he digs and comes out of the middle in transition, he likes going back to the baby line. So yeah. Trevor's just going to wait, delay, and swat. Make them make the right choice. Right. And make it, you know, take away the one that they want to take away. Mm -hmm. So if they're not thinking or, like, realizing these things like i was being very stubborn in the whole beginning of this year <laughs> hit angle high line everyone wants to run fours i'm like i know but they can't block me angle. Hit hard. i'm gonna still hit it <laughs> <laughs> in the final again in chicago i was like 
there's that four high line. I feel both of them talking about it, saying, let's, let's get these angles. So I, I went corner. I was like, okay, they know that I'm forcing my angle. And then I dropped a cutty over, which is scary with Taylor, to go over the block cutty because he can easily just jet mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, calm, go over it. Don't force it. Don't try to blow Taylor up. And then it kind of got me back on track because I felt for a second, I think I gave up two at, on two or three occasions. It's like, no runs, no runs. And that kind of got me out of it. was just like being like, just make the right play. And, and if they make a play out of it, then great. Yeah. What for you, you know, these last two wins, Manhattan, Chicago, has there been something that you think has been working in these last, these last two tournaments? Or has there been a focus before these that you feel that there's been? Um, um, there's just been a really good synergy with me, Trev, and our coach. Yeah. And we didn't have him all year. We obviously had Jose all preseason lost we had no coach through our fivb and then we got leandro we bought into his stuff started trusting him um so that alone and we have like a really set routine we're having fun we weren't really having much fun in that world tour sure, sure. um which is probably our fault but uh so that that's a lot of it it's just, it's just really good energy yeah and then leandro's really freaking smart he's smart huh yeah and i'm been trying for like years now trying to like think a little more be a little smarter and just learn and I feel like it hadn't clicked and then with Leandro he helped me with a few things Mm. my defense I'm starting deeper so I can move forward because I felt like I've always been good at digging balls indoors very confident on hard drivens but on the beach I've always been stuck and it's because I've been moving so laterally Mm -hmm. this whole time I'm not Mm -hmm. that fast laterally but if I'm moving forward I can dig hard drivens, I can sprawl forward, and then I'm also can step and go take off on, on any ball. I'm just way more balanced. So it's just a small thing there, which gives me confidence. Trevor's been more happy. <laughs> he was not like he's been he was sick for two of the three two Oof. two weeks on world tour. Yeah. His shoulder was bugging him. He gets grumpy anyway. <laughs> uh, so we were just yeah, it was just energy, a combination of a lot of things. Yeah. Um but, yeah, we just kept grinding at it, and it, it all came together at the right time. Well, that's nice. Oh, it's good to hear. And, and Leandro, Tim has a relationship with Leandro. Yeah. And it's really cool because I've, I've seen him. I know him around, but now I've been chatting with him more, and he'll come and he's – I feel like he's watching all of our matches and always <sighs> giving Tim some sort of feedback yeah, 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 yeah. or coming over and have a chat with him. And Tim – He does watch you guys a lot. And, and it's like – he likes Tim a lot. I think Tim has a ton of respect for Leandro. Mm-hmm. And whatever he's saying to Tim, it's just – Tim is all ears mm. and I love it. And he's given us, he's given both of us, you know, some feedback or some pointers here and there. Um, but I feel like every time he goes to talk to Leandro, I'm like, yes, yes, go, <laughs> go, go talk to coach, go get yeah. a nugget, go get something, yeah. bring something back for me, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. I, and Leandro in general, I think is, uh, you, you knew he was good with what he did with Sponsel and Clay's. You saw them kind of take off during that time. But, um, with Jose, he was, just the best assistant everywhere. He wouldn't talk. Mm. He would only speak in Portuguese to Jose. And then Jose would say, talk, Leandro. Tell him what you told me. <laughs> and that was the only time he would talk. Wow. For like years, two years. Wow. And then you have him as the head now, and he's running everything <clears throat> and saying everything that comes to his mind. I'm like, whoa. Like, this guy's smart. Like, he earned our trust, mm-hmm. and now we really bought in. And having him on the bench is like, wow, this is cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been It's fun. been cool to see... It's crazy because 1440 brought this, like, Brazilian wave of coaches over. 
right? There's so, so many of them. Carrie had Marcio, and then she hired Marcio to sort of head the developmental program, and yeah. then he hired Dan, Wayner, and Arthur Corvaya, who he coaches Ali Wheeler and Deanna, and used to coach Corinne and Skirm, and then Leandro came in. Chewbacca with that was crew. Here. Chewbacca. Chewy. Oh, it's. Uh, I don't know if I met Chewy. No, uh, Pompilio. Pompilio? No, Pompilio. Pompilio, no. he came in for that program, oh too. Oh, my God. How am I blanking on his name? This is a big, curly fro Brazilian guy. He's not here anymore. Kyodai? Kyodai, yes. Kyodai. Yes. <laughs> they call him Chewy. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Pompilio. Pompilio mm. was our assistant uh, at one point, mm. but he just couldn't travel and, like, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, there's so many Brazilians. But you just, like, walk up. Starting, I mean, who's the first? I think 8th Street is where Arthur and Pompilio coach, and you just walk up the strand, and it's just like you're walking up Little Brazil. <laughs> it shows you it's the so that shows you the culture of volleyball in Brazil, to where these guys are like diehard. They want to do this for a living, that they're willing to move their families, yeah, to the states and like commit to this, and just like show up at the beach and like, who can I help? Who can I coach? And move their way up through. Now Dan's. All of a sudden, Coach coaching one of the best teams uh-huh. in the world right now. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, it's it's cool to see. Who have you really worked with? Any many coaches on the beach? I've I've never. Corey Glave worked with okay. Miles and I when we were first starting. Uh, I coached I coached Corey's son Logan at Concordia, and Corey was working with Billy Allen and Stafford at the time. I remember we played them in Hermosa and they beat us. And I remember Corey after the game was, you know, super super uh you know sarcastic he's like hey you want me to teach you how to block and like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a very core thing that'd be great say. that'd be great so i was really fortunate early on to have some time that he worked with us um but that was that was you know a, a bit uh with miles but i haven't had a coach mm. in the last four years yeah, that's and something i was thinking about as we we're speaking too it's like tim like, and i Tim and I were looking for a coach. We are looking for a coach for sure. Um, we were we wanted one earlier. We just we haven't been able to pinpoint or nail one down. It's kind of middle of season. Now yeah. we're kind of practically Plus when done. When you're in the red, it's hard to <laughs> to hire a coach, right? Yeah. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. It's like yeah, they want to coach me. I'm just losing money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so yeah, that that's like a whole other avenue because. You know, having a coach is it changes the game. It yes. changes the focus of your practice. It changes how efficient you can be, the feedback that you're getting. And so, I would love to have a coach. I I would love to have a coach for the last two years. For just, sure. It just really wasn't in the cards. Um, and I, you know, I think optimally having a consistent partner is important, and having yeah. that coach success and dynamic. Um, and so, Tim and I are definitely on the hunt for a coach. And you know, if anyone out there is looking to coach a team, <laughs> we're available. <laughs> pretty good option yeah i mean april you know we would love to lock down april um i don't know if she's got the time right now to really commit and like we got her from an mbo and a couple practices and that was about it yeah um we'll see what next year looks like but um yeah we we want to coach you know i think that's going to really help us get to even that next level speaking of april what's the story there how did you guys first uh become friends i know you guys lived together for a while yeah Still, we still live together. Oh, you still live together? Uh-huh. We still live together. <laughs> Josh. Oh, uh, she's up here now. She's up here full now, time. full time. Oh, her fiance, Josh Riley, was an old teammate of mine at college. That's right. We played. We lived together for two years at Long Beach State, and I've you know I've been best friends with Josh for the last ten years. Yeah. And so yeah, April started hanging out with us like six years ago, something like that, in our friend group. And I remember 
we went to go play fours at the park and down in Newport where all the indoor guys were playing and living. And I was like, April Ross is coming to play. I'm like, what? <laughs> April's coming to play beach volleyball with us. I were like, I took a selfie with the group and April was in there. I like sent it to my folks. I was like, I just played volleyball with April Ross today. <laughs> it was the coolest thing ever. Um, so we started, we she started hanging out with us. Then she had this house in Costa Mesa with two empty rooms, Carson Clark, my yep. old roommate and good indoor volleyball friend. We played USA with him yeah. as well. You know, full circle here. He, Popped into one of April's rooms for like a half a half a year, and then her other room opened up, and she, and I was like, "Hey, my roommates were having a kid, and I need to get kicked out." I'm like, "Hey, April, like, do you want another roommate?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure, like mm-hmm. let's let's do it." And so that was like 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I lived in Costa Mesa with April and Carson uh, for a couple of years. Carson moved out, but I was living there forever. She just remodeled the house down there. She's gonna have renters come in. She's going to rent that place out. And we decided, or she decided she wanted to live up here. Uh. And it just kind of worked out that Josh had an extra bedroom up here at his place. And I was like, Josh, you know, you want to rent this one out to me? You know, <laughs> I, I told Josh in April, I'm like, hey, if you guys, you know, want your own space, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. been with you for a while now, you know, and if you're ready, you know, have, she's like, April's like, no, honestly, like, I like having you around. I like having people around. I'm like, okay, great. Say no yeah, more, you right. know? And so, yeah, we've just kind of, I've just kind of been you know, living with April for a while and just getting, becoming really good friends with her. And, yeah. um, it's, it's been great. It's, it's been really cool to be a part of her journey during this time and totally. to kind of see everything that has gone into her success and the focus and how it shifts like prior to the Olympics and oh, how yeah. much more dialed it becomes. And I, I'm always trying to pick her brain about volleyball, this volleyball, that when she wants to talk about volleyball, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, you know, I've known April now for like five or six years. Yeah. Which is wild. Pretty Which, good friend to have in the beach volleyball community. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I try to I watch April all the time too. And that lately I have actually been thinking a lot about the the way that she kind of like knows how to peak for events. Uh-huh. And for these last few events, I was totally thinking mm. that like let's because I'm like a all in guy. Right. Like I'm not gonna half ass this event and then go hard in the next one. Like, no. No. That doesn't make sense. But I'm like, it's kinda hard to go all in on like all, all in on every event. And then I'm like, if April's doing it, then it's probably the right call. Yeah. <laughs> and I ask her questions over the years too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That it's, was, it's I a, mean, that was Tim Hovland's It's a pretty thing. good coach. And he always called himself the big game hunter. And I remember Sinjin right. was like, Hovland wanted to win all the tournaments. Are you kidding me? Like he's Hovland. Right. And I talked to Hovland about it. I was like, well, Sinjin doesn't believe you. And he goes, I couldn't focus for 25 tournaments. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. So I wanted to win the Cuervos. I wanted to win Manhattan. I wanted to win Hermosa. He's like, Rhode Island, Sinjin, take Rhode Island. Right. He's like, I'll get the Manhattans. Yeah. He's like, I couldn't. He's just like, it was just the focus required right. yeah, exactly. of peaking. It's not he's that like, you're not showing up. Not that you're not going to practice. The focus, the maybe time off or small stuff like that that can, can be like a stressor over time. I feel like you can choose when to do those things and when not to because you see april ross when olympics time comes is a different human being like <laughs> laser focused uh-huh. at uh-huh. all times basically oh yeah and then you'll see her when she it's time to not play and it's time to have fun with her friends they're having a lot of fun sure yeah for and sure. It's, and it's just who cares about volleyball yeah yeah it's definitely a balance and i think she's Got it down to a science. For sure. <laughs> Hard now she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> say at least. Yeah, now she can do whatever she wants. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned that uh, coming up to the end of the season, um, we have the North Seca playoff tomorrow. What's the rest of your 
year look like? I'm sure you and Tim probably have a little rough draft. Yeah, we have a, a solid little plan here. And after tomorrow's Norseka, we have two weekends off, which is exciting and thrilling as we've been on the road for the last eight weeks in a row. Definitely the most traveling and most volleyball I've played ever in my life. Um, <laughs> and somehow my body's hanging in there. It's pretty good. It, yeah. feels, it feels pretty good. And we've been doing well. Winning definitely helps helps that and making these eight weeks fun. Um, so after this North sake, we have two weekends off. We're not going to do Laguna this weekend. We kind of were on the fence about it. And it's just, we just wanted to rest. Yeah. We just wanted a break. I mean, even Virginia Beach was up in the air a little bit for us about maybe we would take this west we'd take this weekend off and rest and be that really was fresh anything but rest if it was anything <laughs> but rest tim cramping the heat <laughs> i mean long hour and a half matches but we got points we got the bid we we did exactly what we needed to do there yeah. and so i'm glad i'm glad we went and did that um so two weekends off then we go to dominican republic putacana for the first norseka we qualified When's that one it's the end, it's the end of the month september Okay. 30th, something like that. Okay. And that was supposed to be one of four that the last Norseka qualifier bid for uh, got us, but only one out of those four is happening. <laughs> Classic Norseka, as you know. Standard. <laughs> Standard. Um, if we do well tomorrow, that qualifies us for Nicaragua, and that's the following weekend after Putacana. Oh, nice. Um, so then we have that tournament, and then there's three events overseas, uh, one in the Maldives, one in Dubai, two in Dubai, one in Oman. And so we're, we, we'd like to do all three of those. My points are abysmal because over COVID, I had a couple from you, Norsecas, but yeah. those have disappeared since COVID. <laughs> Tim traveling the world the last couple of years, so he's got a ton of points, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so Maldives is maybe, maybe not. We were hoping Norsecas would give us a couple of points, but they dropped some earlier ones, so now yeah. we're kind of on the fence. But if everything goes right, we're going to do Maldives, do Dubai, and then do Dubai again or Oman. Um, and do those. And then that'll be a full crazy little three week venture yeah. uh, across the globe there. And then come back for Huntington beach and yeah. do the tour series, Huntington beach. I'm so, are you going to, are you going to play that? Are you going to play that? I'm going to play. You're yeah. playing. Yeah, no, sure. No, probably not. probably not. Yeah. When is that? November 2nd, I think. I think it's a little later. It's a little later. I think it's the second, second week of November okay. and then clear waters right after. Got it. And then it's Thanksgiving and then, uh, isn't there tomorrow's. like isn't that over Cape Town and Brazil and stuff right then? Yeah, there's yeah. a conflict with. Oh, okay. I think we're one going of them. To Cape Got Town. It. Got it. Something. And then Tavares conflicts with an Elite 16. Oh, so what's Tavares? Tavares is the last. <laughs> Where is that? The central, the Orlando. central Florida Open. Yeah. The oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's, uh, we'll see. We're playing that one by ear. Yeah. I'm I'm figuring that most teams or a handful of teams are not planning to do that because after Chicago, it's like all the pro events are kind of done. Yeah, I mean, if you're only playing AVPs, you're going to stay in shape for three months right. for one event at a rec center in Orlando. I don't see yeah. it. Outside Orlando. That's why I like the the Tour Series guys. We're going to have some events to get us ready. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like start you getting know, going got again. Huntington we'll and Clearwater. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll do Huntington, Clearwater. I'd like, we'll see, it's right before Thanksgiving, so for me, I'd pop to Clearwater, go right to Florida and see my folks for Thanksgiving, mm. would be great. Yeah. Um, and then Orlando is like the weekend after that, I think. So yeah. it's like kind of a quick little turnaround, it'd be good practice. But we're in for Orlando because we got the bid, so that's awesome, and there's only 10 auto, so we were, that's why Virginia was on the fence, because we were like, we have a lot of points, are we going to be in for Orlando? I don't know, let's go to Virginia, get the bid, Yeah. and then... Um, and now you probably won't even need it. I wonder how they'll do the trickle down. It's, I'm so curious. Yeah. What's the trickle down? What are we talking about? So for the way that they've done the qualification system is that they're using 
the tour series events that would qualify you for a corresponding pro or gold series. Okay. And so the Central Florida, but event, not your pro series events. The pro series are they're not qualifiers. They're not qualifiers. Anything. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the the all right, so the qualifying series try. Okay. Oh, now it's clear. <laughs> yeah. So Virginia Beach was a qualifier for the Central Florida, but so is Huntington. So they're taking four spots from Virginia and two spots from Huntington that'll qualify you for Tavares. But now Kyle and Tim, they got a bid because they took third in Virginia. But now with their points from Chicago, they'll be in automatically in right. Central Florida anyway. Oh, so that's so I'm wondering if they're going to trickle it in Virginia or if they're going to trickle it in Huntington. Oh, I see. Yeah. And okay. so that's kind of the question mark. Gotcha. Very interesting. Because you guys, I'm assuming, will play in Huntington too. Yep. So if like you took a bid there, like it's yeah. Then, <laughs> well, then, and then how do you decide? Okay, the guys in Huntington that played the third place team there, or is it the fifth place team in Virginia? Right. Who gets preference there? Or like, do you just go to like which team had the most, most points? points at the start of the event? Yeah. <laughs> tricky. It's gonna be tricky. It's gonna be tricky. Someone's gonna be mad. Someone's oh, for sure. Happy. Undoubtedly. <laughs> for sure. Huh. Um, but yeah, Orlando Tavares will be. The last one of the year, pretty much. I don't know if there's any FIVBs after that that we're looking to do. Yeah. Are there any? There's a Futures in the Philippines and the Hague. Oh, wow. And uh, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Disneyland is is the main reason why I'm thinking about... uh, Disney World, sorry. Disney World, nice. Thinking about bringing the fam out and just playing that event. Tavares is actually... It's a cool little spot. The... Like, it's great sand... Um, it's big. It's just sort of in the middle of nowhere. Right. It's the only thing. <laughs> but the actual beach volleyball venue is is cool. Mm-hmm. Just right. the surrounding area is just a little, a little dull. Lake, lake town, lake town, small. Yeah, not much, not much pop in there for yeah. sure. And Delaney won there last time, so I got I had to defend them a word or title. Right. That's oh, right. Yeah, that's where you got you got COVID there last time. I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, that's where you were. Yeah. Gotcha. So I got to know Tavares really well. Stuck. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got a, you've had a busy year. You got a busy fall coming up. Busy fall. You're all in. I'm all in, and it feels great. Yeah. And it's it's like refreshing. It's it's less stressful, I think, than being a little bit in and a little bit unwavering. Yeah. Um, totally. Just, just knowing, hey, I'm all in on volley, Tim. Let's hit everything we can. Let's do it all. We're playing good. Let's just do it all. Yeah, and so that's that's been a blast, and I'm just thankful we've had all these events to play. The tour stops, like it's been really good for players like us mm-hmm. to be able to break in and get some reps, and then get some money, get for some everybody. points for everybody. Yeah. You know, I, I think if you talk to a lot of the athletes, I'm I'm sure most of them are are pretty happy um, that we've had these tour events and these uh, opportunities to play. And yeah, more volleyball, please. Like, let's go more volleyball. Let's go. Heck yeah, amigo. Appreciate you coming on, hey, brother. Thank you, boys, for Cheers. having me. Great season. It's just a Cheers, blast. Boys. Glad to see you guys. <laughs> Good times. This, is, this has been an amazing year, and uh, we've got a few more stops left. Yeah. Last time you came on the podcast, we chatted in Bonaire. In Bonaire. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I missed out on that one. <laughs> it's been a that while. That was the remote Bonaire, which was three years ago, 2019. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bronze medal. Bronze medal, baby. Bronze medal. <laughs> there we go. Good times. All right. Shoot, boys. Shoot. 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 Shoot.